Edo Zolo has over 24,000 raving fans on Instagram. Why? Well, he's different, and we like different here in London. Born in Sardinia, Edo settled in London many years ago, and it's the home he loves. So much so that when you and I are tucked up in bed in the small hours of the morning, Edo is out walking the streets, taking discreet, candid, raw photographs of Londoners around our wonderful city. London at Night is Edo's current project, which has received great acclaim and also been the subject of a short Time Out feature video. Edo has worked on other successful projects, including a focus on HIV sufferers and beauty and older women, featured on Channel 4's Love and Sex when we were over 60. Seeing Edo's work is to see London through fresh eyes. I'm Steve Lazarus, and this is your London Legacy. So here we are. I'm with today's guest, who is Edo Zolo. Hello, everybody. Who's probably got the coolest name I've interviewed of any, oh, guest, of any wow. guest so far. Cheers, mate. Thank um, you. It's lovely to see you, Edo. Lovely to see you. Thank you for inviting me over. It's an absolute pleasure. And I think we should just explain to the listeners exactly where we are today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We are right viewing. Right now, we can see, I believe that is the Big Ben. We can see right here the Big Ben, I think. I'm not sure what that no is in the sure. distance, but we're, we're in Picture House Central. We are. Right on, on the, the roof terrace. On the roof terrace. Yeah. And it's, what time is it now? It's 20 past eight. We're living the dream. <laughs> living the dream. It's a little bit chilly out here. We've got a wonderful moon uh, glowing over the, the rooftops there. And we've got a wonderful view of, I think it's Haymarket and Piccadilly, exactly where we are I here. I think so. I think, we're, yeah. I think right there is Piccadilly, Piccadilly Circus. Piccadilly right Circus, you. Yeah. yeah. And we've got the, uh, the swimmers launching themselves off of the building there, diving into midair. It's, it's actually a wonderful spot. We've got all the nightlife going on here. So if you can hear lots of uh, noise in the background, I'm afraid we couldn't get a quiet spot. We do apologise for the noise. The, the, <laughs> this is London, central London in the evening. And being in the evening at dark is what we're going to be coming on to later, because that is there you go. Edo's speciality. That, that's where the link is. That's the link. Yeah, yeah. So Edo is a wonderful photographer, and we're going to dig, a, dig deep into some of the projects Edo's been involved with in recent times. Um, one of them is all about going out into London, central London in particular, and it taking is. photographs in the dark at night time. That's correct. Which is pretty unique from what I have seen. And Edo has a massive following on Instagram, over 24,000 followers. I believe so. Uh, yeah. as, as we talk here and now. It's called uh, London After Dark. London After Dark. Yeah. So we're going to dig into that in a, in a bit. But Edo's, I think, came to prominence, I think we should say, with one of your first things which was to do with um, photographing people who had HIV. That's correct. That was a while ago and it was a project about people living with HIV. So what was it that um, got you interested in, in doing a project mm. along because obviously it's mm. a very serious topic. That's so very what good was question. it that you had some involvement yourself with HIV? That's a very good question. Um, I believe um, I've always been a fairly humanistic person. I tend to look about how people respond to life and how people I, th I believe that as a photographer my role is to invite people to view things that we take it for granted in a different way so and sometimes we're making a lot of assumptions about your daily life how you get on with your life and um, one of the assumptions that was made at the time was then HIV was impacting only one specific community, uh -huh. which was the gay community. Sure. And uh, I felt uh, quite passionate about it. And I've decided to travel across the UK from the north to Glasgow, all the way down to Southampton and try to break it down that 
the assumption. So I took a lot of pictures of uh, all sorts from male, female, young, old, gay, gay straight, heterosexuals, yeah, white, non-white. Uh, was a really interesting project to do and a high opener. Yeah. Because in the I can't remember when HIV and AIDS first became came into public sphere of uh, awareness, if you like, mm. but it was clearly thought to be or displayed to be, you know, a, a gay illness, disease. gay disease yeah. from the African continent, Indeed. perhaps. Indeed. And it came with a terrible stigma as well. Indeed. In fact, if I may say, the word that you used before was uh, HIV and AIDS. And the association people did for a long time was uh, AIDS rather than HIV. And actually, AIDS is the last course of action. So is AIDS also. not uh, you, a term that's widely used anymore? No, no. because uh, I, people with HIV, with HIV can, can live a perfectly normal life for a very, very long time. Mm -hmm. uh, 30, 40, 50, 60 years, uh, perfectly normal with an undetectable HIV virus in, on, in your body. So the stigma that was attached to it through, I remember some of the adverts on television. Media, yeah. The media. I, remember, I remember in the, in the 80s that yeah. that a very, very, quite dramatic and intense adverts about AIDS yeah. rather than HIV. And they were, yeah. they, I think they were government promotional mm, uh, mm. adverts, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, it was shocking, yeah. yeah. And obviously things have moved on significantly since then. So do you think the stigma has now broken down significantly or is it I still there? So. We're living very much, we're moving much more on a, even now we're talking so much about a gender-free society. Yes. We try to move more and more away from labeling people uh -huh. and uh, try to see people more as a as an identity rather than uh, oh you are who you are because a b a c yeah yes i believe certainly here in london that's one of the one wonders and beautiful things of living of in london, london because yes. we're all one great big we're melting all, pot we're all different we're all different Indeed. and we all come together that that's Indeed. that's what that's what uh, i love about london sure, yeah sure. that's that there's the level for acceptance and understanding and tolerance with all sort of variety of language skin colors religions believes the sexual orientation and we all try to get on with it yeah i mean I, yeah i mean just makes me cast my mind back when when my wife went to university mm. uh back in the 80s being of a jewish heritage she went to university and some people had never seen a jewish, a jewish person, person before. before and this was in northampton like an hour up the the motorway think about it yeah uh, so it must have been quite even shocking. though we live in yeah. london you don't have to travel too far to to get outside prejudices um, and Steve I think you're really, you're really correct on that uh, sometimes we forget that London we're very lucky we live like in a bubble rather than um, the real life outside London it's very different from from what you and me are lucky to experience on a daily basis yeah so just talk us how you actually got involved and in, in, in put this project together of uh, photographing people with HIV around the country how, I mean how did you get their names and for yeah example? that's a very good question um, social media the good things about these days is social media can be a very powerful tool to raise a profile and to spread um, the voice out. So I started um, by simply posting some, some messaging on my social media, on my Twitter account, on my Facebook. And a bit by bit, uh, people started to get back. And, um, and to begin with, to get through people and develop a trust towards me, it was quite hard. Uh, go through the door of... Uh, I'm not sure who you are. I don't know you You as a photographer. Can I really trust you? It was not easy. But once uh, once I got through and I took a picture for one, two, three people, and they began to see, and actually I was, uh, there was no catch. I was really 
provide an unconditional report of HIV, then the ball starts rolling much quicker, faster, and yeah. then people. So did most people go. sort of accept your uh, idea? I'm or, idea. Or did you have a few doors slammed in your face, uh, and several <laughs> few doors yeah. slammed in my face. Yes, yeah. yes, and, I would say so. And once you put this project together, yeah. how did you get it? publicized because it, mm. it became quite a well-known oh, yeah. project well, it's quite, quite so huge. was it was it just picked up through social media or did you prom- did so you- i was lucky enough to find in a gallery right in central london in fact it was right in soho mm-hmm. and as you know as a londoner soho developed changed way to be identified as a originally was an italian community uh-huh. then it became an, a, a the sex industry community yes, yeah and then eventually became the gay community. The gay centre of London, yeah. Yeah, so having a, an exhibition about HIV right so was a really, really uh, excellent tool to raise the profile pretty quickly. Sure. Yeah. So as soon as the exhibition opened up, then being also so is also quite quite the centre of the media. There's a low media uh, agency around. So, so the moment the exhibition was uh, up and running, then newspapers started to come along, Radio had to come along and magazines, and then it became a quite well-known exhibition. It just shows you that you have to be bold and brave in this world to put yourself out there and some, you know, expose yourself—not literally, of course—but expose yourself <laughs> no, e- emotionally. Yeah, um, put put yourself on the line mm. to to get some publicity and some awareness to what you're doing. And that's what you do, Steve, with your your podcast. Yes. You are you pushy <laughs> boundaries. You push yourself out. You meet me for the first time. I'm a total stranger. And you put yeah. your trust in me to help you. Indeed, you on could your have podcast. been a mad so, axman for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> so that, thank that, you. That, but that's no thank you. I mean, that's the wonderful thing. In fact, you're absolutely correct. I think if you want to do anything different and get some pleasure and push the boundaries in life, you've got to go outside got your to. comfort zone. Yeah, you got to. For me, doing this podcast up until two, three months ago was a complete. You know, uh, I was a complete novice at this, and I'm I'm still a novice. But you are not. You're quite professional. <laughs> I find you, you online, and your podcasts are really good. In fact, guys, get on get online and listen in Stevie podcast. The uh, best the ones. Che- so checks far. in the post. <laughs> check check out. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're too kind. So you the we the one on HIV was obviously uh, very well mm, um, a uh, widely one. reported yeah. and big success. You also yeah. did another one about uh, beauty and older women. Ah, uh, that was very love and sex funny. in the over sixties. That I was really it was called. interesting. So, I t- loved that project. It was really so great. Tell us a bit about that one. Again, I have an amazing friend. Uh, her name is uh, Carol, and uh, she's um, 81, 81 years old, and um, we know each other very well for a long time. She showed me some picture of herself when she was young. She was stunning, a beautiful, beautiful young girl, a beautiful young woman, still on a beautiful young, no young, not so, so young. much, <laughs> not so young woman. And um, one day we were talking and she was feeling a little bit down about feeling visible in a society where image is quite relevant in these days. And uh, she was saying, uh, Edo, I went to the, to the bank and um, I was dealing with them. Um, I don't know, some financial issues at the counter. And the guy did not look at me once. No once, Edo. And yet, I can guarantee to you, 40, 50 years ago, that man will be on me as soon as I put my foot through the door. He will not stop looking at me, asking for my numbers. And I don't like getting older. I don't like it being visible. I don't like it to be no be seen. That's how the project developed. That's how it started. That's interesting because even a woman of that generation is still feeling the pressure of yeah. acceptance through Correct. how she looks. Correct. 
studies have uh, um, studies have been demonstrated that uh, statistically a woman after the age of 45 after the age of 45 years old becomes invisible to the man's eyes and it's kind of sad you know the woman then walks on the street and complains about the builders yeah the wolf uh, whistling they say and yet after 50 she's actually seeking that she's <laughs> actually walking near the building hoping that the man will whistle her hair and it's not happening maybe anymore. not the whistling but no. certainly give yeah. her a second look perhaps yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. well we all want to be recognized we all, we all want to be noticed we do maybe we not do. not necessarily for the for way the we look, look perhaps no. but yeah just some recognition that you're there and as she's walking into a counter no one's even paying her any attention correct i can understand even correct. in the 80s why she correct. will feel you know as you say correct invisible, yeah, invisible. which is a horrible feeling because it's a, it's a lonely place especially if she's on her own she's exactly not, she's not, she's, you know, and also you know you we we are from london london can be a very tough city and uh, and if you're old it become even harder so uh, connecting to people is not one of the easiest things to do in london uh so created a sense of a community is not easy in london so she was your first victim was she she was right. indeed okay so i start i decided then to put a project together and decided to take a picture for 10 women age um age 69 to 79 and um pull my names out i what i did i tried to approach a few major um charity that we all know like age uk and, uh, and many others and um, ask them if they would be kind to post an advert for me which they did and then a b by b i get i go replies from women and say yes i will do it yes Fantastic. i will do it yes i will do it and that was real fun it was amazing see these women and still so full of energy so full of life and so full of a desire to embrace life it was really really encouraging actually yeah well, I'm a little bit older than you, as we said off mic <laughs> earlier, <laughs> even though you were very kind in what you said about how I look. And I think you'll find, and a lot of my friends of similar age find that you might look and you are in age a certain certain years, you're yeah, of an age. On paper, you on are. Paper, yeah. but you genuinely don't feel that in your mind. I, it's only I when agree. your body starts to tell you mm. otherwise when you get my aches knees and, pains and, and my uh, pain. yeah, like my back went last year. I was in hospital, which led to the podcast. Oh. So there's always a there's always a positive side to it as well. But feeling lonely because of age is is not a nice place to no. be, particularly in London. No, particularly so what, in London. what was the setting? How did you stage these these yeah, photographs? Yeah, so I decided to celebrate in beauty in all the women. So I decided to do an outdoor, particularly in um quite a rundown environment in a rundown place and then and then position the woman right in the in in the center for that area uh, which you kind of way the messenger was look at me um yes i might be surrounded by a lot dirty uh, old stuff around me but i'm still beautiful and shy things like subways and underpasses indeed and, yeah. yes so yes. it's the juxtaposition of the old that's the beautiful but the old and that's correct so yeah. linking the beauty that you feel inside but your body says to you, well, actually, your body maybe doesn't show the as beautiful yes. you are. You may think you are. And were these shot in color or black and white? Color. All color. Strictly in color, yeah. yeah. So it was amazing. Yes. And, and how many women did you? Ten. Ten, ten women. Mm. And yeah. how did they feel? Did they feel younger and more beautiful? They <laughs> felt the younger and more beautiful. And having, having a makeup artist, having a photographer assistant, having new costume, costume to new dresses to wear, it was really quite uplifting for these yes. women yeah. and, then, and then I was lucky enough and then Channel 4 picked it up as well uh, Channel 4 became aware about my project and um, they decided to interview the women 
uh, that was uh, again such an amazing journey for the women. So the to whole be thing took on a life of its own indeed. just because of your conversation yeah. with your friend. Yeah. Yeah. That's really lovely. Thank you. Just before we go on to your current project, just tell us a little bit about how. I mean, you're obviously everyone can tell from your accent. From accent You've got a I'm wonderful Italian, and the Italian a yeah. wonderful Italian name. Born, brought up in Sardinia, I believe. I was. Yeah. It's what a, was that like? It's a beautiful island in yes. south of Italy. I don't know if you have never been there. No, the closest I've been is uh, Corsica, I think. All right. Yeah. Okay. Next time, let me know, and I will give you my mum's number. Okay. She will be happy to cook for you. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> so um, uh, you, you grew up on the island. I grew up yeah. in the island from yeah. Sardinia. As a young child, as a young teenager, is a beautiful place to grow up with. You're surrounded by nature. You go good weather for at least in seven, eight months of the year. It's, it's a very safe environment to grow up with. So as a young person, it's amazing. The moment you become your own self, the moment you try to create your own identity, you become aware that it can be a quite small place to grow up with. Diversity is not something that Sardinia is familiar with. Any sort of diversity can be visible diversity, some disability, some skin color, uh, language color, language, or, or some internal disability, or diversity. So it became quite difficult for me to stay. I decided to travel, and, um, and, I tr- and I was lucky enough to travel a lot uh, from the age of 19 up to 26 when I came to London. So I travel quite a lot. Were you traveling for work or just for pleasure? Um, like I was sort of um, working. Um, I was working um, in the in the hospitality. So I did um, winter and summer seasons all over Europe. Uh, uh, that was an opportunity to get paid, travel, uh, have a spare time, have a bit of a spare cash, and um, exploring new cities, new countries in Europe. So, it was so where great... did you first get in, interested in the art of uh, photography? Because I think your father had a. a That's part correct. That's correct. My background is. Um, my dad, my dad was um, a photographer. In Sardinia? In Sardinia. Uh-huh. And he was the only one working the house. So he had a wife and three kids to look after. So he was actively busy as a photographer. Yeah. And one of the, even, even in London, one of the main areas where you can really make money in photography, weddings, uh, portraits, pets, believe it or not. So corporate events. Um, and my dad was a very much a, a wedding photographer. So I was surrounded by cameras, lenses, uh, since I was a child. But this is all pre-digital. That's pre-digital, yeah. strictly, strictly yeah. film. And uh, in these days, um, I still, I, I, I said and I keep it saying, as a photographer in this age, we are, extre- we are extremely lucky because uh, photography, digital makes life much easier to take pictures of. As a film photographer, it definitely old school but much harder to become a real talent photographer i believe yeah so that's where you first got your first taste of photography did you assist your dad did you go out and help him yeah on as, soon, as yeah. soon basically as soon as we were uh, big enough for them for the sake of the family dad decided to stop employing people and recruiting me and my brother right. as a assistant uh-huh, to carry, carry the bags carry the bags <laughs> Obviously, never got paid, obviously, for <laughs> the family. Yeah. So we were, yeah, we were assisting dad at other um, weddings, yeah. And did you think, even at those early days, that that was something you wanted to... No, I, I don't know if you got children, but as when you grow up as a, in, a, in an environment, when you grow up, you try to do something different. 
you don't want to follow your dad's steps in a way. Uh, well, <laughs> well in, in my my lifetime, I, my dad was a solicitor before he retired, uh, and know. I I thought I was going to follow in his footsteps. I studied law at university, and I went to law school. But then, there you go. Then then other things happened. There you and, go. <laughs> and I went a different route. That is exactly the same for <laughs> yeah. me, Steve. I did not touch any cameras for many years because uh-huh. I said to myself, I do not want to be a photographer. Uh, my dad was a very very talented photographer. He had a great, um, a great eye for making creativity, amazing pictures. And again, I'm talking about films, pictures. So really knowing very much how taking a picture. Uh, and yet, due to the fact that then he had to look after three kids and a wife, he lost the creativity eye and he became very commercial. And I saw my dad lose himself uh, in, 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 as a photographer. And I, and I said to myself, I, I would never want to no, be that. he stopped being able to express yeah, himself it, in his did. art. Correct, yeah. correct. So you finished traveling and you end up in London. Mm. So when you came to London, how many years ago? 19, 18, 19, 19 years ago. 19 years yeah. ago, wow. Mm, long time ago. That's why yeah. your English is so fantastic. <laughs> uh, far better than my Italian. <laughs> Dude, thank you. And you've been taking photographs ever since? Um, uh, or 12 years or so? I yeah, think, something yeah. like that. So basically, again, I'm, I'm into tattoos. I go have a lot of tattoos on my body. I think uh-huh. I go, I don't know how many, lots of tattoos. So tattoos has always been a passion for me. And um, I was aware there was a, a London tattoo convention in London. It's actually, it's every year in East London. Um, in East London, it's an amazing place. And so I decided to go there and as a customer visiting, viewing the London Tattoo Convention. And um, I had my camera with me. I took some pictures and overnight I went back home and then um, I posted them, I think about seven, eight pictures on my blog, very small blog, just about eight pictures. And I go to bed and the following morning I wake up and I had about 7,000 views. I had lots of emails from all over America, France, Germany wanted to buy my pictures. Hey, your pictures are great. Can we use it for our magazines? And I thought, what? What's happening here? I was really shocked. I, wasn't, I did not expect that at all. Well, you've combined two skills, two, two cultures there, if you like, photography and tattoo. Correct. Which yeah. are, are massive niche markets. Mm, mm. I mean, if you, you've been following my podcast, you'd know, you have seen that yeah. I interviewed um, Lau Hardy. That, she's amazing. Who, who, yes. One of the top uh, London cultural tattooists, you know, for several, you know, several decades now. Indeed. So you, yeah. you, you need to get in touch with him and maybe go and visit, I will. Go and I will. see his studio. <laughs> if you, li- in, if you in... listen to this podcast, get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful tattoo uh, yeah, yeah. tattooist in Muswell Hill. New Wave Tattoo Studios, I believe. All right. Called. Okay. So, I will so check, check him it out. out. Yeah. yeah. Check him out. It's check fantastic. It out. I will check and as I said out. before, yeah. off, off mic, when I interviewed Lal, he's been one of the biggest, you know, downloads of all the, wow. all the interviews. Because the tattoo, in, it, not industry so much, but yeah. the tattoo clique yeah. is so tight. It, and it is. The community so, is very small. Yeah. small, yeah. but they, yeah. they really are involved in what they do. And they're also very talented artists. Yeah. Absolutely talented Absolutely. artists. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was, that was a wake-up call for me. I had so many, so many requests and so many people appreciating my work. And, um, and I thought, you know what, maybe there's something there. Maybe something I can um, develop. And that's where I started to take my photography more seriously. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So if we come more up to date now, yep. um, brings us why I wanted to meet you in central London in the evening. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Boom. <laughs> Not just to buy me a drink at the Picture House Central. There you go, everybody. <laughs> is, it's because of the current project you're working on, which is photographing London and people, after little dark. Londoners in London, yeah. after dark. Indeed, and yeah. I've not seen anything quite like Thank it. Thank you. Um, and it's pretty unique from what I can tell. So just tell us a bit about how and why you got involved with this particular yeah. project. Again, it's about combining, as you said it before, a few elements together. I struggle to sleep at night. Join I'm the club. Pardon? Join the club. I the club. Well, I've been an insomnia for many years. There you go. <laughs> but I don't walk there the streets you, of London. Yeah. Hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So I struggle to sleep at night. And um, originally I used to stay at home, play on my games, play on PlayStation, stay up at night. But then I got bored. And I thought, I need to do something about it. I can't just stay at home every night waiting for, waiting for to get tired and eventually go to sleep. So I thought, let me get out. Let me stretch my legs and maybe... Maybe I will get tired and maybe, maybe I will go to sleep. <laughs> and again, my camera comes with me all the time. And um, that's it. And then I started taking pictures of people at night. And uh, it, became, it became my tool and still my tool that helps me to go to bed, really. Fantastic. Yeah. So, so it's actually, it's not for people. I'm not doing this picture for others. I'm doing it for myself. This is your it's sedative. It's my medicine. <laughs> yeah, medicine. It's exactly. It's my tablet. <laughs> it's my pills. Exactly. Yeah. But if you're out and about at night, you're yeah. going to get yourself all sort of hyped up and, you know, get all the, uh, <laughs> the dopamine starting to go and you're going to get all excited. Yeah. And so when do you sleep? You go that's home in the, in the that's small That's very house? true. I go home about 3, 4 a.m. So, so what, what's a typical routine? Yeah, uh, so right now, I don't know what time is it right now, Steve, but let's just say... It's quarter to nine. Quarter to nine, okay. So let's just say, probably right now after the, after the interview with you, I will go for some food. After finishing your interview, I will go for some food and then um, get my camera and start um, mapping my area where I want to go next and then I stay up until probably, I don't know, 2, 3 a.m. I got my laptop with me. I will do some editing, posting the pictures and I go to bed. So you're going to have something to eat mm. in central London somewhere. You just go and find what an Italian, you go and have a nice bowl of pasta or something. Or you <laughs> Some meatballs. Chinese meatballs. <laughs> <laughs> and then how do you decide where you want to go? Do you just go where you Right, that's a good question. That's a good question, Stephen. Well done. I found on myself, I don't know you, but sometimes my eyes work so much better at night rather than daytime. I find that daytime is too, too much light and I get very confused. There's too much going on. Uh, London at night is different. It's quieter. There's less people around. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like, alone, like not on. here, right now, right <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> but um, uh, if you, if you, if we meet up again about half one, half midnight, one o'clock in the morning, there will be less people, less noise, and uh, so less people around. And I find myself working better. I can recognize uh, shadows, lines, people, and I find them more intriguing than daytime. <laughs> I have to apologise. We'll, we'll we'll try and edit some of that out. <laughs> we will, we will. But, but we are in we, uh, will, we, we are will. in central London, we folks. This is genu- genuinely on location. <laughs> so, I mean, before beforehand, yeah. Before you leave your your home, yep. Do you say right tonight? I'm going to go to yeah, Good Street or yes, Euston indeed, or Piccadilly indeed, or indeed, yeah. You, I have a, yeah, I have a map and a draw and I go different areas and I'm trying to go through. Every every time I want to go out at night, yeah. 
So is it just what takes your fancy of that, that particular evening? Yeah. Yeah. You've got no predetermined ideas of a venue or a no, location? No, most, mostly it's no venue. Mostly it's outdoor. And it's, an, it's, a, it's to do with shadows and building. I will say myself... Um, I will say, I will describe myself very much like a voyeuristic photographer. Yeah, I would say voyeuristic uh, as well you. from what I've seen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> because you're, you're, it looks to me from the outsider looking in that you're, you're following people yes, discreetly. Yes, spying on people. You are spying yeah. on people. Yeah. And I guess that can be a little bit un- unnerving if, that, if, you're, yeah. if your subject mm, can find me. Yeah. Do they, so, no. you have to, so you have to keep your distance. I'm very distant. I, I try to be as discreet as much as I can yeah. as possible I can and I'll, I'll wear comfortable shoes okay. and, um, that's so you can run away when they turn around yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then be very quiet yes so do you I mean you genuinely are following people I do generally follow people yeah, yeah. so I you do. can get the right moment the right shadow the yep. right backdrop yep have you ever been spot stopped by uh, the police or no, anyone never thinking so far. what the hell is Again, this guy the doing the beauty of London as you know it can be very... Is that there's no policeman? <laughs> no. <laughs> Due to the cutbacks. <laughs> Thank you for the Metropolitan Police, actually. Yeah. Um, no, it's a, it can be very anonymous, isn't it? It can be quite yes. quite independent, yeah. quite invisible. And the beautiful thing about the photographs I've seen and that you, you've published on Instagram is that you can make out the person, but you can't see their specific features. So they, would, they wouldn't necessarily know it was them That's unless correct. they knew That's they were right. walking, I don't know, cross Tower Bridge at three in the morning or whatever. I try to play with shadows and lights. I don't really want to catch a face expression for someone. I want to leave my imagination and my viewers' imagination to go with the, how they, as they want with the picture. Because yeah. you can create your own story around it, can't you, as you're watching it? Yeah. Yeah, where they're coming, where they're going. Why know? at this time? Why at why, that yeah. way? Do you ask yourself that as you're looking at them? What the hell are you doing what, what out you this doing, summer night? What are you doing this summer night? Yeah, why are you acting that way? Yeah. Three in the exactly. morning or whatever. Exactly. Makes you wonder. Yeah, it is fascinating. Thank you. So, is this an ongoing project? Is this something that you... You perceive you're going to well, do. Well, if I wish you to sleep more, yes, that definitely is an ongoing project. Yes, Steve. Yes. <laughs> so, how, how many shots have you done? How many photograph shoots have you Loads, done? Loads, endless, really. Hundreds. Just hen- hundreds and hundreds. Yeah. yeah. So there's yeah. always something new. And there's always something new coming up on my Instagram feed. Yes, check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But you, in your mind, there's always a new, new place to go, a new shadow, a new. Well, well London is new, the beautiful London is huge, and also you know what's changed, and I'm so glad it has happened. London tubes at night. For a long time, it was only the night bus. Right. So traveling London at night, it was not that easy. So that's good for you in terms of getting it's around amazing. London. But it's I also easy, good yeah. because it provides more subject matter exactly. for you. Exactly. More people go out at night and, and more easy to commute. Yeah, that's um, a good point. At night, um, used to be only a night bus uh, or a bicycle or a cab. <laughs> yeah, because these are very candid, sort mm. of raw you say voyeuristic sort yeah, of photographs, but you then edit them back, oh, course, back at yeah. home. Editing has always been in place when it comes to photography. Any photography you watch from the time of, of uh, films to now to digital, editing has always been in place. So yeah, editing is like a, being a chef and putting together the right ingredients for the right So cake. to the uninformed like me, a, a, a typical edit would involve what? Sharpening images, shake, you know, the colouring. Okay, again, a good question. Um, I feel that the objective as a photographer is to do as little as possible editing you can do. But that is my style of photography. 
I'm not taking away any fine art of photographers out there, which they combine a lot of extra elements of which I'm not capable of. So hats off to them, which, which they are extremely talented. But my style of photography is to do very much with little editing and more one try to capture in the moment. Right. Okay. I, I'm not a photographer apart from what I do on my phone, which isn't really photography. <laughs> but everyone thinks they're a photographer nowadays <laughs> and touching all the, all the apps. Unfortunately, that you know, yes. wiping your teeth and pulling yes. your cheeks and all the rest that's of it. it. I mean, that's, selfie, um, selfie, 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 selfie. Well, you're obviously highly talented. I mean, you've won awards, and you're now, you now you, yeah. you, you you judge on um, yeah, competitions. Competitions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. How do you find that? I'm amazed, to be perfectly honest, that I was not expecting to see any return from my photography for me was just um for was and still just gone out taking pictures really i'm not doing it for i don't know celebrity or becoming famous but it but is it this is your living this is my living yeah yeah i'm very lucky enough to i teach photography uh on a college um, where's where that it's in wimbledon in wimbledon i teach it to adults it's an adult learning college so and that i enjoy it it's nice but I also enjoy very much doing projects and long-term projects and try to, again, raising profiles, helping society to change your perception of uh, sure. stuff. And yeah. I saw, I think, Time Out picked up on this project. Uh, uh, my project has been picked up by local, national, international newspapers. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking The Guardian, we're talking The, the Times, we're talking The Evening Standard, we're talking The Time Out. Channel 4, Stephen Fry, and so on. Stephen yeah. Fry? Yeah. That's interesting. How did you get involved with Stephen Fry? He just um, he liked my work and decided to promote my work, really. Fantastic. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Uh, again, we were talking off mic before about following your passion, not don't follow the money, you follow the passion, and then opportunities will come your way exactly. if, if you, you're good enough and you're passionate yes, enough about yeah. it. Yeah, be, be not afraid to think outside the box. Yeah. Very and the beauty of London allows us to be free to think outside the box. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking Thank to you this evening. Thank you, Steve. Um, and I'm sorry to the listeners for the, the <laughs> roaring, uh, sorry, everybody. roaring motorbikes and cars and everything. Sorry, oh, everybody. There's something there else go. going there on. There we go. 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 Tell us how people can find you, first of all, on, um, on, Instagram. on Instagram, on social media. Yeah. My main social media is uh, Instagram. Uh -huh. And um, it's very simple. Just um, type in my name and my last name. And you can find me. So E-D-O-E-D-O-Z-O-L-L-O. Edo Zolo. That's correct. That's me. And that's where you'll find uh, all his wonderful artwork. Thank you. And his current project. Um, London. What's it called again? London, at London After Dark. London After Dark. As I say, there's over 24,000 followers on there. So Cheers. they all must Thank know you. something. So I recommend everybody listening goes and... Um, looks at and follows and likes everything they see there amazing everybody <laughs> twitter do you do anything on twitter uh, for example? no no i'm not very much uh, active on other social media mostly mostly instagram okay yeah. and your website and my website is um, is a ed ed london photography.co.uk fantastic and if anyone wants to contact you on email at all or yeah, is you it can, all through the uh, website you, know, you can website on instagram send me a message and i will reply okay fantastic and lastly i mentioned if you have any places you know and love in london that you would recommend people not necessarily at three o'clock in the morning but <laughs> places you think you know <laughs> one or two places you would recommend people well i guess and if you want a beautiful nature and you want to escape from london uh 
busy, busy city lifestyle, uh, get to Hampstead Heat and enjoy, yeah. enjoy the beautiful view. Lovely. Yeah, that's uh, my place. Yeah. Oh, there we go, <laughs> London again. I agree. London's London's revving up this evening. <laughs> well, Edo, once again, thank you very much. It's been an absolute joy to be with you here this evening. Once again, Steve, thank you for the opportunity. You're a great man for doing your London podcast. Thank, thank you, you very, very much. much indeed. Thank you.